following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Welcome to The Leftovers, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Network, with Josh Dunn, Anshu Khanna, and Dan Bauer. Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. It is Wednesday, May 9th. I've got Anshu Khanna and Dan Bauer along with myself, Josh Dunn. We'll start with you, Anshu. How are you on this great hump day? Oh, I am... Absolutely splendid. How are you doing? It's been a while. I mean, it was 85 out today, so I'm, I'm feeling okay. The weather's starting to turn. It's springtime. Spring is upon us. I've got a birthday coming up. Danio, yes. how are you feeling? Hey, the baseball team I coach with an extra inning victory today, so I am on cloud nine. Wow. I love it. Congrats on the win. Uh, let's get right into it, folks. Speaking of baseball, Danio, there's some big baseball news. James Paxton. Uh, with a no-hitter against the Blue Jays tonight for Seattle. Uh, what did you think of Paxton's performance? He got a lot of help from his supporting cast. Yeah, definitely a name that you don't really necessarily expect to get a no-hitter. Uh, good for them. I think Anshi mentioned in the pre-show, not a lot of Canadian no-hitters on Canadian soil. So, uh, And he's a Canada native himself. So big time uh, for him. Very impressive performance. Uh, and... Again, much something that you wouldn't really expect. He's having uh, you know, a rough little start to 2018. I mean, he's got a 4.19 ERA so far. Uh, so not exactly his hottest start, but this will definitely help that. Anything to add, Shu? Uh, just that, so his nickname's the Big Maple. I mean, it's pretty fitting that he did this in Toronto. Uh, but James Paxton's awesome. He is one of the absolute most talented pitchers. He just can't stay healthy. He's had kind of a weird start to the year, but, you know, this guy is absolute nails and uh, deserved for this, for uh, a really, really talented pitcher if he can just stay healthy. I mean, awesome. Yeah, pretty bold work for a guy who's never had more than 12 wins. But Dude, yeah. if you cite wins with me about <laughs> baseball pitching, you can just honestly hang up right now. James Paxton is an absolute star, like literally just his numbers are absolutely absurd. He's averaged over 10 strikeouts. Last season, um, yeah, per game, I mean, per nine innings. This guy is, seriously, you, you know, you must have never seen him pitch because he's a star. I mean, he's, he's never played more than 25 games in a season. Like, you got to stay healthy. He's super talented. Honestly, if you had to make a list of the most likely pitchers to throw a no-hitter, it wouldn't have been that far down before you got to James Paxton. I mean, I'd throw him over, you know, all but maybe five, maybe ten pitchers, so... Nice job not knowing uh, the ace of the Mariners, though, baseball expert. <laughs> wow, I love this. I, literally, I'm just going to sit back and listen to this. Can we get something else you guys hate each other for? This is phenomenal. Send me a long no, show. Let's just talk about antiquated win statistics. Get the hell out of here. Anyways. Let's <laughs> not a big wins guy. Yeah, more, of a, more of a no-draw guy. Uh, so <laughs> on, the other side of, on the other side of this contest with the, with the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, and they didn't have as good of news. So their closer, 
all-star Roberto Asuna charged with assault. Apparently he beat his girlfriend and uh, we'll find out, you know, if, if he does end up pleading guilty to this, but doesn't look good for Osuna. He's been placed on a leave of absence from the team. Uh, obviously, Osuna's had some issues in the past. Last year, right around the All-Star break, I think it was right after the All-Star break, he was fighting through some depression. He missed some games because of it. Uh, so, Anshu, Osuna, obviously one of the better closers in the league over the past couple of years, a real young guy, uh, throws the ball hard. This cannot be good for the Blue Jays, especially after giving up a no-hitter. Yeah, for Sure. Um, he's, like you said, one of the better closers in the game. This is a team that's, you know, they're both 500, but they're so far behind because they're, those two teams in their division have played so well, the two best records in all baseball in the Yankees and Red Sox. So uh, every little bit hurts, and, um, you know, losing your star young closer, is uh, it's a huge blow. Yeah, Dan, so the MLB said they're going to take this allegation very seriously. Obviously, they'll probably wait till things develop a little bit more, but you know, it just doesn't look good for Osuna going forward. They already brought up uh, Matt Patricka to take a spot on the roster as well. Yeah, the MLB has had a, a pretty long history of any sort of domestic violence. Jake Patricka, sorry. <laughs> any sort. Jake Patricka, oh, former White Sox? Yeah, former White Sox. How did I get that Weird. one wrong? Uh, so the MLB <laughs> doesn't generally wait very long to start suspending guys, whether, you know, they don't really let the court process play out. So we'd expect the Roberto Osuna suspension to come down swiftly. Uh, and for a, a decent period of time, you know, they can't, they already canceled their t-shirt night that they had set for him on May 10th. Now going to be the young Gervis Alarte t-shirt night uh, coming up. <laughs> so yeah. one little, lot of t-shirts going to be sitting in a warehouse somewhere for a while. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm sure they'll go somewhere uh, south of the border. Um, but we did have a big trade in the MLB as well. Matt Harvey, uh, that marriage finally ends with him in New York for the Mets. He gets traded to the Cincinnati Reds, uh, joins a few other ex-Reds on um, the Mets. Or excuse me. Uh, wait, I just completely baffled that. You flipped it. Uh, so <laughs> Lee, he leaves a group of former Reds from the Mets to join the Reds. Uh, so Matt Harvey yes. now now on the Reds. Anshu, what did you think about Harvey on the move. Uh, this was a guy who at one point had past and talent, but since then it's kind of fallen off. So I would say, you know, <laughs> I mean, this guy's, I love, that. I love that slide in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they, you know, they, at one point he was the star and he was like the crown prince of New York. And, you know, now he's had, obviously had some nightlife problems. He's had, you know, there've been some really strange physical issues with him and, you know, at this point, they DFA'd him the other day. I mean, they were done with him. To get a decent, somewhat useful catcher what, who maybe could reclaim his ability of a couple years ago in Devin Nazaraco, it's interesting. But for the Reds, I mean, this is a zero-risk, you know, potentially decent reward game here. I mean, if he's – they're just going to toss him out every fifth day. And if he's any good, they can flip him at the deadline. I, I really like it for the Reds because they're not going anywhere. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for them. Dan, anything to add there? Well, I thought what I read was he's actually not even going to go start in Cincinnati. He's going to start in Louisville and AAA. So, Ooh. yeah, I don't even think he – Really? Yeah, I don't even think – unless I misread that, but I'm pretty sure nice. I read, yeah, he's going straight to Louisville uh, to start. So he not only gets mm. traded to one of the mm. – to the worst team in baseball, arguably. Uh, well, technically, a couple more losses than the White Sox. So worst team in baseball, and he can't even make that roster at this point. So – Yikes, yeah. not a big one. <laughs> not a great look for Matt Harvey, who was, you know, 
just a few years removed from being one of the better pitchers. And uh, he didn't play in the NLCS for the Mets a couple of years back. Oh, yeah. Now. World Series. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll see how, how it uh, pans out for Harvey. But uh, did want to get to some basketball as we've had uh, some series come to a close here. Uh, Cleveland started things out yesterday with a big win over Toronto. And not just a big win, but they blew them out. Uh, DeMar DeRozan was ejected from the game after a right forearm to the face of, um, who was it? Uh, it was, uh, remind me. Was it Green? Um, no, it was uh, Clarkson. Sorry, Jordan Clarkson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so Clarkson goes down hard, has some issues with his eye afterwards, ends up staying in the game. But uh, not not a good way to end this season for DeMar DeRozan and the Raptors. Uh, there's been some talk of Dwayne Casey possibly being on his way out as the head coach after being the number one seed in the East and being talked about just a week ago as potential coach of the year candidate. Uh, Anshu, how, how bad of a look is this after getting swept again by uh, the, the Cavs? They lose 10 straight in the playoffs to the Cavs, the first team ever to lose 10 straight to the same team in the playoffs. The last team to do nine was the Cavs against Michael Jordan's Bulls. So uh, it was kind of funny. They were talking about that during the game, how Larry... Nance Jr. was able to avenge his father, Larry Nance, oh, yeah. uh, losing nine straight to Michael Jordan and the Bulls. But uh, how bad of a look is this for the Raptors and Casey? Oh, man. I mean, it, it's, you know, like all they have to do is win a game at least. And, you know, all season, it's all about, you know, this is a different team or the one C. This is, you know, it's an entirely different process. Every game is game seven, blah, 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 blah. And then they show up in the postseason and look what happens, even with home court advantage. They're swept away again by LeBron and, you know, it, and probably his worst supporting cast since he was, you know, really young. So, but it's a terrible look. I mean, it, it makes them look real bad. And I, I mean, you have to think something is bound to change. I don't know if Dwayne Casey's really the, the change I'd be looking to make, but, you know, something, whether it's Lowry or DeRozan or something, they got to do, they got to figure it out because LeBron owns them. And assuming LeBron doesn't go west, which I doubt he would. You know, they've got to deal with this for another two or three years. Yeah, the other not so good look in this game was on the other side. And uh, Rodney mm. Hood, with about seven and a half minutes left in the game, was asked to be to sub in uh, to go, you know, get some garbage minutes. And, you know, he hasn't exactly been playing well of late, but he refuses to go in the game. And uh, there was a lot of talk about whether or not he would be suspended. The team has come out and said they don't intend to punish him. But what's Rodney Hood thinking here, Dan? That was one of the just most odd confusing you know i mean i get having pride in yourself but then there's also just being a horrible teammate and you know to your point to has not played well as has not been in sync with this team and for a team that's just been cruising it didn't make any sense to get in the lineup so you finally get him in there try to get him some minutes try to get him going and he just says absolutely not is a weird move especially uh, you know obviously they're moving on he's probably going to get some minutes going forward, you would assume, especially if he could get in a groove. So uh, very odd. And if I'm the team, I suspend him. And, you know, arguably I don't even put him on, uh, you know, I don't even give him a chance to play in the next round if you're going to try to pull that crap. Yeah, I mean, I'm good either way. I don't think he's making or breaking the Cavs. Obviously they're clicking on all cylinders, and that's without him playing big minutes. Uh, uh, They are getting some help from the supporting cast, though, finally. Kevin Love has figured things out. He was 8 of 13 in this game. George Hill had a nice game with 12 points on 5 of 8 from the field. Really, everybody was hitting shots. Corver was 6 of 8. J.R. Smith was 6 of 6. All of his points were in the first half, and they got some help in garbage time from the bench as well. So 
I, I think it's nice to see Cleveland hitting their stride, whether Rodney Hood gets suspended or not. You know, it's probably only going to be a game, and I don't think it's going to change this series. Uh, Anshu, do you think this Cavs team can get through the East? I know you've been the one telling me to stay calm all, all season. <laughs> uh, but this Boston team, if they get past Philly, who, you know, Philly finally wins one in that series, uh, this Boston team is looking significantly better than anybody expected them to. And obviously a lot of that credit, as we've talked about on previous shows, goes to Brad Stevens. Yeah, I mean, I, the way he made Ben Simmons look absolutely silly is – that's one thing, but LeBron is a whole, whole other one. And, you know, they've, they've run into each other in the playoffs before. I just, I don't think there's any way that the Cavs don't move on. Like, I think that we've seen the absolute ceiling for these Celtics, um, that, you know, it's really impressive what they've done to a, a more talented Sixers team, frankly. But, you know, I, I just think that there's, there's just no stopping LeBron. And, you know, people forget just how smart LeBron LeBron is on the court like you know Brad Stevens might be a genius off of it but LeBron is you know it's, he's an artist on it so it's one of those things where you know an unstoppable force a movable object but I just I, I don't think there's any way even without home court advantage that the Cavs are denied a, another finals berth well that makes me feel a lot better uh, one other <laughs> team advances that's on the other side and that's uh, here tonight on Tuesday, the Rockets beat the Jazz by 10. Donovan Mitchell was on fire at one point in this game. I watched the majority of it, and then he goes down with a knee injury, and Chris Paul and company kind of take over. Uh, Chris Paul said after the game Harden was under the weather, but he was able to kind of carry the load for this team, him and Clint Capella, uh, as Chris Paul has 41 points in a closeout game against Utah. Oh. We've, we've talked about Utah. We've talked about how this team is young, and they've got a lot of uh, potential going forward. Uh, but this Houston team seems like uh, a team of destiny, but so did the Raptors. Do you think Houston can get past the Warriors in the next round? We'll start with you, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've talked uh, a couple times on the show about just some of the, you know, whether it's injury issues or not being in sync and the Warriors just kind of not being where they've been. And we've consistently praised the Rockets for how well they've played. I mean, if Chris Paul can come out and score 40 plus points and shoot like he did from three today and, he can continue that going forward. I mean, this team is a, a somewhat unstoppable force, so I fully expect Houston uh, to come out of the West. I don't think there's, you know, I think it'll probably go, you know, six games with the Warriors, but uh, I don't really foresee, you know, from a matchup standpoint, from a just how they're playing standpoint, from a momentum standpoint, I think all things are pointing up and skyward for the Rockets. Anju, I have a feeling you're going to disagree with that. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I mean, I don't, Dan, I don't disagree with Dan that the Rockets are playing really well. I mean, they've obviously only lost, what, two games this, these playoffs. They've had a, a gauntlet. I mean, say what you will, Minnesota and Utah aren't exactly murderers row, but, you know, th- those are two tough teams, and I think they've prepared the Rockets well for what's coming. But, you know, this, the Warriors are another whole other beast. I just, I mean, Houston having home court advantage is, a, is obviously a big factor in this, but... You know, to say that Houston is is pointing up and like the Warriors aren't for whatever reason is I, I think that's just not right. So we'll see. I, I but I would take the Warriors. I think the Warriors. I would go the other way. I'd say Golden State in six. I think the way they're playing, I just don't know that who's like this third option for Houston right now. They're they're not playing that well. I mean, they totally ride Chris Paul. I mean, forty one is an absurd total for Chris Paul. Oh, it's just not his game. Um, but obviously, you get Harden and him going. It's it's one thing, but you know you need three or four guys to step up if you're going to beat this Golden State team, and I just don't see it right now. 
Yeah, they haven't really had a lot of that during these playoffs. Capella, uh, you know, hasn't really been dominant. P.J. Tucker had a good game tonight, but he hasn't really been there all series. And then guys like Ariza and Eric Gordon, Gordon. have been kind of silent throughout these playoffs. So uh, if they don't get performance out of those guys, you're right, it is going to be tough. But let's not forget the Warriors aren't the most deep team in the league either. So it's going to really come down to the stars in the series. And, you know, I, I could see it going – Seven. You know, I know you guys had six on either side. I had uh, when the playoffs started, I had the Rockets in seven in this series and uh, them advancing to the championship. But I don't have a lot of confidence in my pick of the Rockets just because the Warriors are destined to beat the Cavs again. Uh, <laughs> I, as much as I don't want to see it, I feel like it's going to happen. But we'll have a lot more to discuss with that as, as the next week or so rolls around. But I did want to get to some coaching carousel as uh, this uh, NBA season is wearing to a close. Uh, there have been a couple hires. Charlotte Hornets hires James Borrego, Spurs assistant. Uh, David Fisdale goes to the Knicks after his stint in Memphis a few years back. I remember he had that one press conference that. Uh, Take he, that uh, for data. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and then, uh, so Igor Kokoska goes to the Suns. Anchu, tell me a little bit about this guy before we get to a couple people who are on their way out. So, Igor. Or was the coach of presumptive or possible number one pick, Luka Doncic, who is, you know, one of the best players to come out of Europe ever. Um, just an absolute star. Dominated a league that young players never dominate in, in Spain. And so, you know, it's that's it's a, one to watch for because the Suns have the number one odds to win the lottery next week, which I'm sure we'll talk about when it happens. But, you know, it's I think that that's a sign that they, they might be angling for Doncic. And, and if that happens, um, that would mean they're passing on DeAndre Ayton, who's a hometown guy, obviously, having gone to Arizona. So that's something – that's an interesting one and, and really a random one. I mean, I, I think that it's kind of ballsy to go ahead and take the coach. I'm sure nobody else had Igor on their on their radar, really. So, you know, I, I think they could have waited to see if they won the lottery because, like, if they don't get Doncic, now this becomes a really, really odd fit. But, um, you know – and that's probably the most interesting one that we've seen. You, you mentioned Fisdale. I think he would have been a bad fit in most places, but in New York, I like it because, you know, they still, like, he's he's a player's coach. LeBron and Wade and these these guys are absolutely obsessed with him. So maybe if New York someday makes a run at a free agent when they've cleared Joe Noah's cap from their, their salary um, or the other way around, then, you know, maybe he, his strengths come into play in the recruiting game. Yeah, so two things I, in response to that. Igor Kokoskov, crazier than David Blatt? Uh, uh, kind of similar, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, that was – David Blatt was so weird just because, like, it was – like, you, you hired this guy to get LeBron. I mean, they were – that was when they were recruiting Izzo, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and then they go completely the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but, so a little bit of an odd one, but I do like, uh, you know, what you said about Doncic. Uh, so that – you know, that could be a, an angle for that. But uh, as far as the Knicks, so Anus Cantor has been trolling LeBron for the last couple of years. And he came out, he had a tweet essentially asking LeBron to consider uh, the Knicks in free agency. I just thought it was absolutely hysterical. Uh, you know, oh, Fisdale, obviously, like you said, players do gravitate toward. But uh, Anus Cantor is a uh, absolute clown. And if LeBron were to leave to go to the Knicks to play with Anus Cantor and David Fisdale as his coach, I wouldn't be a happy camper. Uh, I don't, I don't think you have that to be worried about, but <laughs> fair enough, folks, let's get to, Oh, by the ways, we'll have a microwave for you on Friday, but, uh, let's start with on you. Oh man. Uh, or Dan, Dan, yeah, Dan, why don't you go ahead? 
just aren't you just baffled by the segment that we do every every time? I think I already <laughs> roasted you to peace. So all right, fine, I'll go. So the Saints, Mark Ingram gets gets popped for four games for PEDs. All this means is that the better running back is going to get more burn for New Orleans, which is I'm not a fan of since the Packers own New Orleans first round pick next year. Uh, but Alvin Kamara is an absolute stud, obviously. Dan, that's uh, a running back, by the way, who they drafted last year. He was offensive rookie of the year, just letting you know. Um, but, yeah, oh, so, wow. anyways, the Saints, you know, they're just going to get better and better, and this sucks because this is a young, really solid team that's only going to bet. And, you know, everyone's talking about the Seahawks, and or not the Seahawks, sorry, the Vikings and the NFC and, you know, the Eagles, obviously, the Rams. But, man, this Saints team is dangerous in the NFC South. Yeah, I do see that daniel what do you got well continuing on my theme that i've uh been doing this whole time your nhl playoffs so the capitals finally get past the penguins finally get past any yes. anybody uh and get, and get to a conference finals so ovechkin finally gets a shot finally gets some redemption against the penguins the dream of a three-peat in pittsburgh comes to an end but you know Oof. an impressive impressive run uh, the past couple of years for the Penguins, Capitals finally get past them. Uh, we'll have a little bit more, a little sneak peek of Thursday show, maybe talk a little bit more hockey than normal for uh, for some of those next matchups. But uh, that's the big one. Predators tie tie up their series uh, 4-0 win on Monday night uh, over the Jets. So we'll have another Game 7 to uh, to keep look forward to. Not till Thursday which is the most absurd thing on the planet that the NHL is, it literally goes Tuesday and Wednesday without any hockey games as all these NBA series are wrapping up. You have a perfect time to actually get some viewership, and, of course, the NHL somehow screws it up. Yeah, well, that's the NBA, another reason it's better than hockey. Honestly, though, I like it when you do these uh, updates on the NHL playoffs because generally they're the only time I know what happened. Uh, but I happen <laughs> to have to go to a bar to watch the Cavs last night because I still don't have cable in my new apartment. And uh, they had that game on right next to it. So I was able to see Pittsburgh lose at something, which I always love. Uh, Mayo, by the way, tonight is uh, some, some feel-good story here in Chicago. Danny Farquhar obviously was discharged after his brain hemorrhage uh, just a couple weeks ago. He was able to go visit his teammates today, and apparently he was in really good spirits. So I was really happy to hear that. Obviously, that was just a terrible awesome. story. And it's good to see him. Uh, getting back to himself, uh, obviously, you know, it's crazy, just a crazy story. Only 31 years old, uh, one of the relievers there for the White Sox. So, uh, you know, hopefully he is back on the field at some point here soon. But, uh, you know, that's just a, a wild thing. And it was good to hear that he was in good spirits. Supposed to be back. Anything 20, for the good of the group. Supposed to be back 2019, right? Not going to pitch this year, but next year. That's Correct. the hope. That's the hope. I mean, hopefully he's back in 2019 and we have Manny Machado, which we didn't talk about, but. There is talk of the other Chicago Why, teams are making a move on him. Now, as that story develops, you guys will hear more about it. But, <laughs> but uh, anything for the good of the group before we rack this one up, folks. Love it. All right, Baron Chukana and Dan Bauer. I'm Josh Dunn. Dan's got a uh, guest host that will be on the show for Friday's show, and they'll talk a little more hockey. I will definitely listen to that part of the show in the future. <laughs> it's been The Leftovers, folks. We will see you on Friday.